Good morning from the racing capital of the world, Speedway, Indiana. My name is Nick Sturgeon, your host. Thank you for listening to episode number 70. Yes, that's right. Episode 70 of the Cyber.Now podcast, your spot for learning about technology, cybersecurity, politics, and policy. I have to thank all of you who are listening to this episode right now for taking time out of your day. Trust me, I know time is the one resource that we do not get back and are not guaranteed. I really appreciate you spending that valuable resource on this podcast. For those of you who are first-time listeners, thank you for tuning in. It is my goal to keep you coming back week in and week out. If you are a returning listener, your continued support is very much appreciated. Outside of listening, I ask only a couple of simple things, and that's if you find this show's content valuable, go share the show with your network, subscribe, rate, review, and then go sign up for the mailing list at cybernowpod.com for all the latest news and insights and behind-the-scenes information that you may ever want or get that to the point your heart is content. So this week, I really didn't know what I was going to talk about until I actually saw a contact of mine and an associate post this on her Twitter. And it comes from WashingtonPost.com. And this is really, and I, I know, guys, you probably get tired of hearing me warn you about all the dangers of internet-connected devices. Well, this is one of those times that when I saw it, I said, I've got to talk about it on the podcast. It's scary. And the other part of it, the 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 guy, the hacker, the bad actor, listening to the video, and I'll play the video for you here in just a moment, upset me. This guy's a jerk. You know, I... I've got no sympathy for criminals, as you all know, and I have mentioned this on the show time and time again, former law enforcement is an Indiana state trooper, and it's, you know, just don't have a, any place in my heart for criminals, but there's something about this guy that just really, in part of my language, pissed me off. It's like, yeah, we know this ring camera was unprotected, and yeah, I'm not blaming the family at all. This is definitely not a a victim-shaming type of thing. I do want to use this as educational purposes, like I said, of why we need to be careful about the things we bring into our home, because this camera was installed in this minor child's room, and some dirt bag hacked it because he's cool and he can And just listening to this guy talk to this eight-year-old child, it upset me. It really, again, pardon the language, pissed me off. Dude, grow the heck up. You get your jollies off by tormenting an eight-year-old child? Dude, there is a special place in hell for you. Really, this guy thinking he's so funny and great by hacking into this 
internet connected camera to torment this child, man, ah, just cannot express enough of the emotions that I have when I, I first listened to this video. It really angered me that this guy would do that. But I do want this to serve as a warning to you all. Be careful about the technology you bring into your house. When I play the video and there's already some bleeping out because this guy was trying to get this young girl to say some derogatory things, just imagine if that was your child. And I'm happy, 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 happy to have you contact me if you have something like this in your house or how you can secure it. Because I don't want this to happen to your kids, to your family. So I'm going to go through the article real quick and then we'll play the video after I get through the article. Again, this article is from thewashingtonpost.com. The title is, She Installed a Ring Camera in Her Children's Room for, quote, Peace of Mind. A hacker accessed it and harassed her eight-year-old daughter. And the author of this article is Allison Chu, C-H-I-U. It starts out, when Alyssa LeMay heard the strange music and sound coming from her bedroom, she walked in expecting to find one of her sisters, but the room was empty. Then, as the eight-year-old wandered around her room alone, the mysterious song abruptly stopped. Quote, hello there, a man's voice said. It wasn't Alyssa's father's, who was elsewhere inside the family's Mississippi home. The voice belonged to a stranger. And not only could the faceless man speak to the young girl, he could see her. In a chilling exchange caught on video last week, the LeMay said the man was able to interact with their daughter after hacking into a ring security camera that had recently been installed in the bedroom shared by Alyssa and her two younger sisters. Over the course of several minutes, the man repeatedly directed a racial slur at Alyssa and tried to persuade her to misbehave, according to a copy of the video obtained by the Washington Post. Quote, I can't even put into words how badly I feel and how badly my children feel, end quote, Alyssa's mother, Ashley LeMay, told the Post on Thursday. Quote, I did not, I did the exact opposite of adding another security measure. I put them at risk and there's nothing I can do to really ease their mind. I can't tell them I know who it is. I can't tell them that they're not going to show up at our house in the middle of the night, end quote. Let me pause there for a second. The second part of that quote, I did, not, I did the exact opposite of adding another security measure. I put them at risk and there's nothing I can really to ease their mind. If that doesn't summarize the things that I've been trying to emphasize to this audience since I have, you know, almost two years ago now, that right there should hit home to you guys. These things, these technologies, whether it's an internet connected, whatever, refrigerator, toaster, camera, these that right there should absolutely be a wake-up call about the dangers of these devices. 
understand the risk. Understand what you are introducing into your homes when you do or buy these technologies. I love technology. If you look at Command Central Station here, i.e. my home office, I've got technology everywhere. I love it. It makes our lives easier. We can do some really cool and beneficial things like this podcast. But we have to know the dangers. We have to know the risk. And that's why it's been my personal mission and really the heart of why I do this show is to educate you guys about those risks. My guess is that the when the family put the ring camera in, that they didn't change the default password. Now, I will admit to this as being a shortcoming of my own self, so I'm not trying to be critical of the, the father, but he probably said, I don't need the instructions. Put the battery in, mount it, boom, bing, bang, boom, hook it up to the computer so they can see it, and that's it. Completely bypassing any of those extra advanced settings of changing the default password. And probably even changing the default password to the wireless router that they have in their house. And I'm assuming they're having or have a wireless router because that's a advantage of these type of cameras is you don't need that hardline connection. Anyway, and I would call out Ring or call on Ring probably in step number two after taking it out of the box or maybe step three or four is to change. They need to have it spelled out, big, bold, colorful letters that says change the password. And this is not a ding on the average person, but I realize the average person doesn't get into technology like the way that I do or others that are in this field do. They, The average person just wants it to work. Take it out of the box, put batteries in it, and it works. But as I do, I'll say quite often on this show is we do have to have a personal accountability. Ring didn't install this, most likely. I'm making that assumption. It was the dad or the mom that installed this camera after purchasing it from Amazon or Best Buy or, or whatever company that they bought it from, or maybe directly from Ring. But I think companies should have, at least in this literature, and when I have seen it, and I'm going off on the assumption that it's not there, I personally don't own a Ring security camera. It may be there, but at least for the, the purposes of this conversation, these companies need to make sure that they're highlighting the things that people should be doing when they install this in there, like changing the default password. I don't know. That's just my take of it. But let me get back to the article. The LeMays, however, aren't the only people who have experienced this nightmare in recent weeks. Several Ring users nationwide have reported that their security systems were also infiltrated by hackers who harassed them through the camera's two-way talk function. Ring is an Amazon product. Amazon chief executive Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post, and I'm at least glad that they put that disclaimer in there. A spokesperson for Ring told the Post in a statement early Thursday that what happened to the LeMays, quote, is in no way related to a breach or compromise of Ring security. The, quote, bad actors behind the attacks often reuse credentials stolen or leaked from one service or another. 
the spokesperson said. Ring has addressed other reports of hacking with similar statements. Quote, customer trust is important to us and we take the security of our devices seriously, the spokesperson said. So I, you know, and just to be fair and to be honest, and it's one of the bad things out there, we all like to reuse passwords. So in the instance, maybe the guy did, or the mom or dad did change the password. They could have reused one of their own passwords and shame on them for doing that. But they're no more or less guilty than 100% of the people out there. One more password they have to do, which, by the way, that's a good point. I recommend, and I do this, is go get a strong random password generator site. Go find one. I'm not going to tell you which one necessarily because I don't want to endorse one or the other. But I personally have in my or on my favorites tab in Mozilla a strong random password generator. So every time I have to either reset a password or open a new account, I just go click that thing, use a password manager to store them so I don't have to worry about it. And I'm not reusing passwords. Takes a little extra time, like five seconds. Open up a new tab, go to it, gen- click the tab or click the button to generate the new password. Copy, paste it, bing, bang, boom, you're done. Really doesn't add that much extra time to the the whole process. Uh, it said trust was a major factor in Ashley Lemay's decision to buy Ring cameras for her home. For two years, the 27-year-old mother of four said she talked herself out of getting indoor security cameras, citing potential privacy breaches as one of her concerns. That changed when she saw the majority of the people in her neighborhood in a small northern Mississippi town had outfitted their homes with ring doorbells. LeMay's friends, a fellow mother, also recommended the indoor camera to her. It seemed like everybody had an issue. It seemed like nobody had ever had any issues with it. End quote. She said, everybody seemed to go with that same brand. So it seemed like something that was trustworthy. Well, you know, hey, popularity is out there. But still, unless you talk to the other folks and understand that they did their research and, and understood what has been going on that old adage just because everybody jumped off a bridge doesn't mean you should either so you know still do your due diligence if you know somebody's got it talk to them ask about the security ask if they implemented or did the right things when it came to security armed with lemay's research the family purchased two cameras on black friday lemay said one was installed in her inference room and the other went on the wall in the girl's bedroom. For LeMay, who works overnights at a hospital in a laboratory, or as a laboratory scientist, the cameras not only gave her, quote, peace of mind, but it also helped her children feel safe. Now, and I believe I've said this on the show a couple times, I really, really have a problem with the term feel safe. How should I put this? Yeah, that feeling, that nice, warm and cozy feeling in your stomach that you're all safe and sound. Ah, uh, it's great. Feels like a warm blanket on a cold morning. But in actuality, you're either safe or you're not. Uh, maybe that's even too absolute. I know the degree of safety. 
I just don't like the term feel safe. You either are more safe or you're less safe. And when it comes to our children and our families, they should be safe. It shouldn't be a matter of feeling safe. I don't want my kids just to feel safe. I want my kids and my family to be safe. Plain and simple. And an incident like this takes that feeling away. But that intrusion takes that confidence that they are safe. Who knows, the, this gentleman in the video may have enough information to get a physical location of this family. Maybe not. Don't know this guy's skill. If he's a script kitty, just going out there and using stuff that other people have already come up with. Or if he's an actual, call him a hacker. But, you know, depending on his actual technical level, depends on how much information he may or may not have. So the article goes on a little bit more. Um, I think I'm not going to read the entire thing. Actually, I'm only about halfway through it. But because most of it just is a, a paraphrase or not paraphrase, a, a quote of the, the video. So instead of reading the transcript of the video, let's just play the video for you right now. And come on, here's running a little bit slow. Say it with me. Mm -hmm. Come on, girl, say it with me. Who is that? I'm your best friend. You can do whatever you want right now. You can mess up your room. You can break your TV. You can do whatever you want. Come on, can you say the magic word? Who is that? I'm your best friend! I'm Santa Claus! I'm, I'm Santa Claus! Don't you want to be my best friend? No, it's apparent that the kid in... Or not the kid, not the, the little eight-year-old girl, but the young man is probably a teenager, maybe early 20s. I really don't think he, he doesn't sound that old. Is a douchebag, to put it nicely. To torment an eight-year-old girl, and you can hear the, the, the jovial nature coming from him and in his voice. Like he's doing something really cool, like, ha ha, go, you can break your TV, and trying to get her to say a swear word. Dude needs, not really trying to advocate violence here, but, you know, he needs punched in the face. He's not a cool kid, he's not a nice guy, picking on an eight-year-old girl, dude just needs punched in the face. I've got no respect for him, I hope, I don't, I, you know, I hope karma comes and bites him in the butt. It just infuriates me to no end. So let that serve 
as a harsh lesson, harsh reality of the dangers of this internet-connected technology. Thankfully, at this point, nothing super serious happened. There wasn't a loss of life or anything like that, but just imagine how traumatic that was for that little girl. I mean, she had no idea what was going on. And here's this punk. Yes, I if, I hope you're listening to this. You're a punk. Absolutely, 100%, you're a punk. And I hope karma comes and bites you in your ass. I had some other news, but you know what? I'm not going to get into that because I really want this episode to be about the lessons and the dangers of technology. It's a wonderful thing, but we have to know how to use it. We have to know the risk and the potential downside for that technology there when we bring it into our homes and our lives. And I really, really do hope that you've learned something from this lesson, from this incident. And I mean it. If you need help, if you want to talk to me about the the technologies and how to make your lives, your not only feel safe, but actually be safe with the technology that you have in your home, please contact me. This is not any, it'll be free of charge. I, this is how much this means to me. I, I will volu- take my own personal time to help talk to you through these things. So it's not a sales pitch. The only thing that I get out of it is knowing that people are going to be a little bit safer, reduce the risk in their homes and their their lives just a little bit. You can never take it 100% away. But please email me, nick at cybernowpod.com. Again, that's nick at cybernowpod.com. And we can talk and I will help you the best that I can because I don't want this happening to your family. It is Christmas time. My... One of my favorite times of year. I'm a Thanksgiving guy. Those who've <laughs> who listened to this know I love Thanksgiving. But we, it's unfortunate that we have to think about this stuff. But the reality is we do. We can't just bury our heads in the sand. We need to face it. We need to understand it. We, and we have the power to do something about it. So with that, that's it for this week's show. Thank you all for tuning in. I really hope you learned something from this and that you enjoyed this episode. Again, thank you all for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can go to the show's webpage at cybernowpod.com. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to get a hold of me directly, I already gave you my email address. Hit me up on Twitter at the underscore Polititech. Find me on Facebook, direct message the, the show. It's Facebook slash CyberNowPod. We're on Twitter at CyberNowPod. Personally, again, at the underscore Polititech. My email, one or two email addresses, nick at thepolititech.com. You can get me at nick at CyberNowPod.com. Finally, if you think this show is worthy, please go to iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting platform to subscribe, rate, review, and don't forget to share the show. If you only share one show, please share this one. I think the lesson here is extremely, extremely important. If you guys do all that, I promise I will be back again to do this once more. Till then, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.